Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Good morning and welcome to the show. What was different about that statement? Here it is a Saturday morning and you're listening to a blog talk radio episode. This is a special episode. Um, We wanted to get um, our guests on the air sooner than later because we're booked out to like June or July. The topic tonight, today, this morning, excuse me, reality's creeping in. The topic this morning is the gift of maybe. And our guest is Allison Carmen. We're going to bring Allison on in just a moment. But I wanted to take a, a moment and take a step back and look at Holy cow, what is going on? Uh, the world, r- literally, the world is in this upheaval process. So many of us are finding ourselves in a predicament, a paradigm that perhaps we had never even thought possible in such a short period of time. We might have lost our jobs. We might have. Um, um, come become ill. We might have lost a loved one. Um, there's so many different ways there, that there's been upheaval in not only the collective experience but the individual experience. Maybe you're spending time at home. You're at in the stay-at-home mode, uh, work-at-home mode, and you don't have that social interaction. You don't have that constant. Uh, bombardment, if you will, of, of stimulus, and for perhaps the first time in a while, you're sitting at home in a in a much more relatively quiet environment, and that can bring a sense of discomfort. That can bring a sense of worry or anxiety about the future. It can be a um, a very stressful time, really, to to quiet yourself down, to just uh, move more into a place of stillness. And for many, it's not by choice, but it's just by spending day in and day out in their home without the um, interaction, the really um, the bombardment of what happens when we go out into a social setting like um where we work or going out for drinks afterwards or going to community events or or, um, public events. To have all that shut down so quickly, um, many people, I mean, if, if you peruse the social media, there's such a collage of reactions of people reacting to this new paradigm, and not all of them are handling it very well. Many people, many, many people have self-doubt, worry, concern, straight-out fear. Um, I've been very impressed um, to observe how deep fear can run in the human persona, in the human psyche. There's people who are genuinely afraid that the whole flipping apple cart's going to tip over. Humanity's going to fall on its ass and not be able to get back up. But if I look at the tea leaves and stare in the crystal ball, boy, my heart, my soul just smile. And it's, it's kind of an odd thing to observe. I mean, here's so much chaos, so much upheaval going on in the in the collective consciousness, and yet my heart, my soul are going, yeah, baby, finally, we're 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 finally seeing some significant change in the in the human collective. You know, it's uh, it's a curious thing. We can pray. Millions, if not billions, of prayers have been prayed for uh, a more humane 
existence, uh, the end of suffering, the end of pain, the end of war, the end of exploitation of our human demeanor. And lo and behold, what comes is this tsunami, this this karmic tsunami of upheaval, of of stirring up of the subconscious, stirring up of the the shadow side of humanity. We've we've had hundreds, if not thousands, of years of of religious. Um, religious guidance. We've had the academic arena launch millions of PhDs, millions of grandmasters of the academic arena. Um, even meditation and yoga has been prominent on this planet for thousands of years. All these mythologies, all these uh, archetypes have existed for thousands of years, and yet here we are still in a in a very deep sense of struggle in our human persona, in, in the human collective. So normal, normal in, in my eyes just means more of the same. Normal means more of the same. And so what we're seeing is normal getting flipped over into abby normal, abby stract. And, and when the normal collapses, people who have hanged their hat on normal They've hanged their hat on predictability. They have found comfort in the repetitive pattern of the past. What we're seeing in, in these times is really a gift. We're really seeing a gift because the whole collective apple cart, if you will, is teetering and people have to, for the most part, um, they're getting pushed into a new perspective, a new paradigm. And, and any time you introduce change at such a deep level, it can really stir some, some hidden and not so hidden fears and worries about what might be. And that's what's so timely about the show today. Again, the topic, the gift of hmm, maybe. And our guest tonight is out this morning is Allison Carmen. Um, Fifteen years into Allison's career as an attorney, she was forced to accept that she was an addict. But it wasn't work or drugs or alcohol or even gambling that she was hooked on. She was hooked on certainty. Certainty. Every moment of her life, Allison desperately sought to know or predict what would happen next, trapping her in a spiral of anxiety, doubt, and fear. Boy, does, is that a timely uh, triple punch, anxiety, doubt, and fear. She only found hope and freedom when she discovered the life-altering mindset of the concept of, huh, Maybe Allison's book reveals how empowering this belief became to her and how drastically it has improved her life and her outlook. She details how, by accepting the truth of maybe, just maybe, we can reduce the stress and worry in our lives and open the doors to hope and possibility. How timely. Whether one has just lost a job or is dealing with concerns about health, money, or relationships, the gift of maybe provides the tools needed to cope with these life experiences. Topics in the book covered include reducing stress and anxiety, how timely, creating more opportunities in life, viewing uncertainty as a place of hope, minimizing self-doubt as an obstacle to moving forward and finding joy in the moment instead of worrying about the future. You can learn more about Allison's work at AllisonCarmen.com, A 
A-L-L-I-S-O-N-C-A-R-M-E-N.com. Join me in welcoming Allison to the show. Allison, it's so nice to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, boy, the gift of maybe. Did you see the tsunami coming when you decided to write a book like that? I think I created my own tsunami for most of my life. So um, to me, this is just another episode of, of uncertainty. You know, life is no more uncertain today than it's always been. It's just I think we're being forced right now to look at the most important relationship in our lives. We can't turn away from it. So um, this has always been something that has caused me pain in my life because I always say I was addicted to certainty. If I didn't know what was going to happen next, I projected things were going to be bad or they weren't going to work out. And I think a lot of us do that. And um, it's an amazing time for us to look at uncertainty and improve our relationship with it. Well, you know, uncertainty can be such a challenge for people, and certainly in these times of uncertainty, um, there are people that are really, I mean, they're afraid at a very deep level. They're, uh, um, humanity, there's a threat of humanity right now that really just can't see any notion of, of hope, uh, either either on a personal level or even on the collective storyline. I mean, in a way, this is a, a really important and powerful topic at this time. What would you, what would you say to people that are uh, genuinely distraught with uh, hope and, and perhaps their own personal life is falling apart and they just can't find any pieces to a puzzle to, to gain any perspective of their future? Yeah, well, well, I think, you know, and it's, it's very understandable, this happens so quickly. Um, you know, within a matter of six weeks, people have lost their jobs, their children are being schooled at home, people they know are sick. So it's, it's very understandable when something happens so quickly that we could feel distraught, we could feel worried. But, but in actuality, what, what's really happening is that we're being faced, like I said, to deal with this relationship that has always dictated our lives. We, uncertainty dictates the job you take, the person you're willing to be with, and, and life always has uncertainty in it. And I think what happens is people believe that knowing is going to save them, but it's really uncertainty that saves us because if you want your life to change, it has to happen in the unknown. So really, this virus will be cured in the unknown. Your next opportunity will happen in the unknown. Your children will go back to school. The date is in the unknown. So really, right now as we sit here, instead of looking at what we don't know as our enemy, it's really our best friend. And that, for me, I never was able to cultivate that in my life until I embraced the mindset of maybe. And I, I would just like to share the story that really changed my life. And it's a Taoist story, and a lot of people might have heard it before. But there's this farmer, and he has a horse, and his horse runs away. And the neighbor comes by and says, you have the worst luck. And the farmer says, maybe. And the next day, the horse comes back with five mares. And their neighbor comes to the farmer and says, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But the next day, the farmer's son is on the horse. He falls off and breaks his leg. So the neighbor comes by and says, you have the worst luck. And the farmer says, maybe. But the next day, the army comes to take his, the farmer's son to war, but they can't take him because his leg is broken. And the neighbor comes by and says to the farmer, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. And in the Taoist tradition, the story means things are neither good or bad. But for me, maybe because I'm from the West, when I heard the story, it just filled my heart with hope. Because every time a horse would run away in my life, every time something happened, I would lose a client, I would have an argument with a friend, whatever happened, I projected that moment that could never get better. And with this idea of maybe, you realize that when the horse runs away, tomorrow the five mares can come back with the horse. It just reminds us that within the unknown, yes, things could not work out, but maybe they will. And so this idea of maybe is the hope within uncertainty. 
And it's such a beautiful practice to know that just because your life changed doesn't mean that you're doomed because tomorrow will bring something new. So this maybe practice really changed my life and it changed my relationship with uncertainty because it's the place where hope lies. Very nice. Beautiful story. The the notion of an individual desiring something at a very deep level, uh, perhaps uh, more joy in their life, more love in their life, a deeper sense of freedom, perhaps a deeper sense of fulfillment, and yet day in and day out, they live in their head, they live in their ego. And, yeah. and typically, an ego wants to know what the outcome is. Um, the ego tends to make choices based on experiences from the past that creates a future that they can trust. And what, so what you're talking about is this notion of maybe this, the notion that uncertainty is what saves us, how do we, how do we let go of the reins, if you will? How do we kind of surrender or, or even collapse our notion of what the future will be and, and, and be okay or, or be at a place of peace even though we're, uh, we have no notion of what's around the bend. Yeah. Well, the, the first thing is that we have to create this awareness of our suffering. So a lot of people right now don't even realize where their suffering is coming from. But if you look at it, anything you were worried about three months ago is probably not even relevant right now in your life. The, the project you had at work, um, you were worried about your child not getting into a college, all, the, all these things you are thinking about right now, people are just thinking about getting by, finding food, not getting sick. So if you could have this awareness, wow, like all that worry I had, it did not serve me. And then if you could also sit in the moment and realize that the stories that we're running, like you said, our mind is, it just wants to know. But if we're looking in the future and we realize, I can't know what I don't know, right? Then what happens right. is we land back into the moment, right? And so through that awareness, we see our mind, we're in pain when we're in the past, right? And then we're in pain when we're in the future. And so there's this practice that, that we could have with just for today, right? We could bring our presence to this place where we realize that there only is this, this moment. And then through this maybe practice, what we could do is we could have this recognition that I don't know, but because I don't know, I have hope, right? Because there's something other, you know, what people do is when, they ha when they're afraid, they think there's only one way and maybe reminds us that there's more than one way. And there are people who have faith in life, right? And the, their faith is, I know everything's always going to work out. But for those of us who haven't cultivated enough faith, the maybe practice is something that allows us to have cognitive faith. It allows us to hang out in the unknown and realize that when I don't know, that means my life can change and maybe for the better. Oh, indeed. I like that. The, You know, in my own personal life, I I had like a monolithic idea, idea of myself. Um, I uh, I really identified with kind of a single sense of self, and it was based around my job. I'm a broadcast television engineer, and I didn't really. I mean, it it so consumed my life. It was kind of a it was certainly a 24/7 kind of job. And I immersed in it, and I really loved it. The technology was, was fascinating, and the, the variety of what my day looked like was so spontaneous based on news events. I really had a single sense of self. And yet my heart and my soul are just lobbying me these ideas about what might be for my future. Hey, Les, why don't you write a book? And typically the very next thought, I'd drag it up in my head and, and just kind of um, tear it apart and, and, and destroy it with doubt. Who am I to write a book? I don't know grammar from, you know. I, I came up with all these excuses, and I would just go back to what I was doing. And the, the reason I say this is 
I think a, a lot of people are perhaps disconnected from their heart and their soul. I mean, I mean, really genuinely connected in the sense that if their heart and their soul inspires them, their ego's on it as an action item in a very soon sense. There's this ongoing dialogue and the ongoing of uh, inspiration into action. And what we're seeing now is people are are put in a sense of isolation, and there's all this the stuff that has been lost in the background noise, it really seems like many, many of us are going to start new chapters, new directions, new paradigms in our life. How, how, what would you say to them? I mean, how do you, how do you um, capture um, new possibilities when all you've known is uh, perhaps a single paradigm of the past? Yeah. Well, that's what's so interesting about this moment because some people are aware of it. Some people, like for me, I'm always aware when I'm suffering. So I will try to detach from the suffering. I'll say, well, what's hooking me? What's making me miserable? Is it my job? Is it this client? Is this relationship? But other people, like you said, you're just on automatic. You're trying to keep the normal going. You're trying to keep this this thing going, you know, because you think that you need, what happens is that we think we need certain things in our lives to be okay. And what we're finding right now is, wait a second, I lost my job, but I'm still here. You know, I lost my job. I, I, the government's providing some funds for me. I, I have some money in the bank. I'm waking, waking up every day, and I'm still alive, and I'm realizing that I feel a little more freedom. And, I, I, you know, I was just telling you before we got on the air that I have clients that have lost their job, and they say, why am I happier now than I've ever been? Because we're being forced to look at ourselves. What's happening is that the mind will tell us, you're not worth anything. You need to get that job. You need to do this. But because right now the mind, the ego can't win because there's nowhere to go. So the heart right now is blossoming. The heart is dictating the experience if we're willing to be honest with ourselves. So if we're willing to sit and we're willing to be honest with ourselves and ask ourselves in this moment, what really makes me happy? Why do I feel more free today? Is my mind projecting false stories into the future? What if I just sat in this moment and I was really honest with myself, who am I? What am I? So this is really a heart-opening moment because the mind could tell you to go out of the house, but you can't. So if we're honest with ourselves and we're willing to look at our lives and see what makes us happy, what doesn't make us happy, this is going to be a new beginning. You know, I always say when everything falls apart, it's the beginning of everything coming back together. So this right. is a very profound time. And, and what's so, that's what's so great about this idea of maybe, that if you sit there and you ask yourself, what's my biggest fear? My biggest fear is I'll never get another job. My big, biggest fear, I'm not going to have enough money. And then, you, and then what you do, what's so great about it, is that you turn uncertainty on its head. Then you say to yourself, am I absolutely certain that fear is true? Am I certain I'm not going to get another job? Am I certain I'm going to run out of money? Am I certain my child's not going to be successful? If you're not certain, which we're never certain, then what else is there? And then you start to do these maybe statements, and as you do them, maybe everything's okay. Maybe things will get better. Maybe I could accept what's happening. What the maybe is, it's just going to allow you in this moment to access your heart. Because your heart is hopeful. It's the mind that plays the games, right? It's the mind that tells you you're no good. It's the mind that tells you things will never get better. But the heart is hopeful because the heart's what's connected to the soul. So if we're willing to be in maybe and we're willing to be present, willing to be honest with ourselves, I think a lot of us are going to find that maybe we weren't so happy. And maybe there's something else we want to do with our lives. So as long as you have your basic needs met today, this is really a beginning a beginning because you have the opportunity to, to access new possibilities in your life. And we can't worry that we don't know what's going to happen next, right? What we should do is, we, again, if we look as, at as, as uncertainty as our best friend, we could get excited about what's going to happen next. So it's, again, if we could focus on this relationship of uncertainty and be honest about the freedom we're feeling right now, life can really change as the days go forward. Very nice. It it seems to me that our heart and our soul tend to 
um, prefer a sense of detachment, if you will, in the sense of the possibilities of the future. It's, uh, I mean, we've been talking about how the ego likes that, that sense of security, but in that security is a collapse of freedom, a collapse of expression, a collapse of possibilities. And our heart and our soul, I, I suggest, feel much more fulfilled when we let go and we open up to new possibilities, yeah. new probabilities. What would you say to um, to people about how to harvest um, new paradigms that might not even have been on the radi- uh, radar six, six weeks ago? I mean, it, it really feels like the heart and the soul of humanity on an individual and collective level are going, wow, what a, what a wonderful opportunity in this, in this chaos. We could set new trajectories of what would be much more nurturing for ourselves, much more supportive of ourselves individually and collectively. How do you harvest those kind of things when your mind has been so addicted to a, a normal or mundane type of safety. Well, that's where also, you know, the maybe practice comes in. You have to, the the place where you're most powerful is in the present. So if we allow ourselves not to know, I mean, like patience, patience is the ability not to know. So if in this moment we could just watch our mind, when we're going into the past, right, we have to realize that, you know, that was yesterday and this is now, right? And, and like I said, that whole idea of how you see how the worry got you nowhere. So you're like, okay, well, you know, what's, what's the use of that? And when we see our mind go towards the future, if we realize that it's just a story we're running and we allow ourselves to be in this moment, then we will find our way. See, the moment is where we're most powerful. It's so interesting that we're always worried about the future, but what happens when we worry about the future we become weaker in the moment, and we forget that the moment is where the future is created. So right now, it's really a practice of presence. For me, what I do is when I find my mind lately floating into the future, I just bring it back, and I'm like, just for today. Just for today, what do I need to do? Just for today, I need to eat breakfast. Just for today, I need to call one client. Just for today, if people could bring themselves back to the present, They'll know what to do. That's the thing we don't realize, that when we're present, we know what to do when the time comes. So it's about also, you know, cultivating some self-trust, right? Trust that we will be okay no matter what. What's happened is that we think that we're strong, but what we've done is we put faith in the outside world. We put faith in our job. I have this job, I'll be okay. I have this money, I'll be okay. But this is the moment, if we could just get to a point, I trust that I will be okay no matter what, we're going to start running a different story because we're not going to be afraid to be present. That's what happens. We're so afraid that our lives, that we're not okay, that we're afraid to be here now. Because if we think if we're not managing that future, life's never going to work out. But now because we can't know the future, we're being forced to look at ourselves, look at our truth, and know that through self-trust and through presence, we will find our way. And it's just a practice of acceptance, of letting go, of trusting ourselves and realizing that uncertainty is our best friend. If you can get to those four places, you're not only going to weather this storm, but you're going to create something new in, our, new in our lives. This is a place, a time for courage, right? It takes a lot of courage to be presence, present, but our presence is where our freedom and new opportunities will be created. I like that. I've been uh, noticing uh, lately in music, when I listen to music, I try to <clears throat> I try to really hone in on the artist and how fully present they are in the song. And when I hear a passionate singer singing a song, there's there's um, it's just electric. It's just um, uh, appealing and, and enjoyable, and it's so much easier to immerse in it. Um, and and what I'm getting at here is, if our mind is worried about the future, or we're having emotional upheaval because we're finally slowing down and becoming still, it 
I think the passionate expression of what what really gets us excited makes what we do electric. We all have yeah. our own unique um, purpose in life. And I suggest that when we go into interact with others, it's the passionate people. It's the it's the people who are passionately immersed in the creation of something that is most attractive to us. Yeah. And how do you how do you see the uh, there's this now moment that that you're talking about um, to be fully present in whatever you're doing in the moment. How do we how do we navigate this now place and and fully realize, if you will, the potentials, the ideas, the dreams of our heart and our soul? Right. Well. Part of the practice, right, is like I said before, is being, you know, looking at the past and realizing that it's it's not going to serve us, right, and using maybe to quiet the mind about all our future projections, realizing that we think the story, the future is where we're safe, but we're most safe in the moment. So it's acknowledging and accepting where we're most powerful. And like I said before, this anything that could keep you present, like a lot of people find grounding in gratitude, for instance, because gratitude is the practice of appreciating what is. So what a lot of us do all the time is we're always whining and complaining about what we don't have. That takes us out of the present. It, it empties us of our strength. So a practice of gratitude will ground you in the now. I am blessed. I have a place to stay. I am blessed. I have food. I am blessed. I have loved ones. You will become more present because you're not thinking about what you don't have, number one. Number two is that practice just for today. What do I need to do for today? That will also ground you in the present. The practice of maybe will ground you in the present. Anything that's going to stop the thoughts stop the worry, stop the fear, that's going to make us more present. And the minute you're present, the mind loses its grip on you and the heart takes over because that's when we're most heartfelt. When we're present, that's when the passion comes out. That's when the creativity comes out. And what happens most of the time, why people don't change their lives, is like you said before, it's I want to write a book and then all of a sudden all those doubts come in. But what the doubts are, they're just future projections, right? I want to write a book. I feel very creative. I want this to happen. Well, I don't write well. Who's ever going to buy my book? Future, 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 future. But if you allow yourself to continue to be present, you're not going to be worried about that. You're going to sit down and you're going to start writing, and you're going to be so connected to your heart that you're going to be in a state of creation. And if you're willing to go moment to moment to moment and you recognize when I get to the next moment, I will deal with what's in front of me. And, and that's the most beautiful thing about life, that if we're willing to be present, we will have what we need for the next step. And, and that's what people don't realize. So if you could stay present, you will stay in a state of creation, and then write the book. When I wrote my book, I got rejected 45 times. And had I known I would be rejected 45 times, I probably wouldn't have written the book. But because I was in right. maybe, I was so present that I didn't worry about that. And then when I got all those rejections... I was like, okay, what do I do now? And I self-published my book. And then after I self-published my book, Penguin Random House came in and they bought it. And I could have never known any of that. My mind could have never projected that. But the reason I was able to stay on the journey was because I was so present that I faced life as it came to me. And that's what we have to realize. We have the strength and resilience to do what needs to be done in the moment. And if we're willing to be there, we'll be most powerful, most creative, and access all that as possible. Beautiful. I like the example of um, your book. So before you wrote the book, um, you didn't have a notion of how it was going to go. And then you write the book, even though you were rejected 45 times, you wrote the book, and you created substance out of thin air. You, you created the book itself. And then 
the publisher comes along and says, oh, yeah, we're going to, uh, that's right up our alley. We're going to take advantage of that. Now, that couldn't have happened. You can't put the cart before the horse, so to speak. Um, that, that couldn't have happened had you not followed the impulse to write the book. And uh, so often we want to see all the steps. We want to see the whole journey before we even take the first step. And it, it unfolds before you if you trust and if you show up. So, well, then let's take a step back with your experience um, can you share with us uh, examples of your life or perhaps some of your clients, of course, respecting their privacy? Can you, can you give us examples um, of, of how this can unfold? Well, you're saying can unfold, meaning the process of, of being present and then Trust creation. The well, yeah. Well, I have to tell you that, you know, it's so interesting. When I wrote the book, maybe had helped me let go of my stress and worry so I was more present in my life. And I was, it brought me so much joy. And as my life, you know, since I wrote the book, many things have happened in my life. And one of the things that happened, it's so interesting, if you read the beginning of my book, I list all my fears. You know, uh, was I going to have a job? Were my parents going to stay healthy? But I also wrote in there, would my husband always love me, and would there be a large-scale disaster in my city? And that was in 2014, and here I sit today, and two years ago, my husband left me. And as I sit here today, I'm, I'm in the middle of New York City, and I'm in the middle of the epicenter of the pandemic. And what's so amazing is this idea of maybe has sustained me. It sustained me because any time something in my life happens that's uncertain, unexpected, devastating, uh, you know, everything is scorched earth, destroyed. I know in that moment, even if you're in pain, what happens, even if you're in pain, even if you're afraid, no matter what's happening in your life, if you know that uncertainty is your best friend and you know life has maybe, then you're going to hold that hope. And it might even just be a little hope. But, but if you know that with breath there's hope and with hope there's maybe, then you're always going to be open to life. And I think that's the most important thing. What we forget is everything that happens in our life was once uncertain. And if we can remember that, then we're going to have more courage to be present. And so for me in my life, every time something unexpected happens, no matter how painful it is, I know that there's this piece of, of life that is uncertain, but it will bring something into my life again. And that always makes me feel like I can do this. I can weather the storm. I can be present. I can be strong enough to see what's going to happen next in my life. And when you're able to do that, you have this freedom. See, what thing people don't realize is that the reason why we feel stuck is because we're not willing to be free. And the only way to be free is willing to be uncertain. So for me, every time something happens in my life, it's my willingness to be uncertain that's created the freedom. And through that freedom, I've created more opportunity in my life. And that's helped me weather every storm. So it's, it's how we approach it is really going to be how our lives turn out, right? Yeah, I like that. It's that place of uncertainty that the most possibilities exist in the moment and and only when you're aware of, you can't choose anything you're not aware of, but only when you're aware of the potential of what might be. Right. Yeah, and, and we have to just be, yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just saying, like, and even, like, like, my client, like, I have clients that have, you know, lost their jobs. Right now they lost their jobs and they feel more free than they've ever felt. And what's so interesting had this pandemic not happened and my client lost his job, he would be running the stories. I have to get another job. I have to get my resume out. He would never think to himself, I'm going to take three months off. I can't take three months off. Who takes three months off? Who would allow their career to be on hold for three months? But now he's forced to put his career on hold for three months. And because he's being forced, 
he's experienced this internal freedom, and instead of going back to corporate America, he's looking to become an acupuncturist. Now, a year ago, we talked about him doing something like that. He says, I can't do that. I have bills. I have this. I have that. So what's so interesting about now is that we're being forced to, to look at our freedom, right? Because life is saying you can't go anywhere. And so we can't run the story. So I have clients right now, because there's no story to run, they're being forced <laughs> to look at themselves and at the same time say, hey, I wasn't, so un- I wasn't so happy at that job. What else is possible? So if we allow ourselves to be so honest in this moment, was I really happy? And what do I really need in my life? Do I need that much? You know, where do I want to go? It's like this great pause is allowing us to kind of access our own truth. So if people are willing to be honest with themselves in this moment, even if they're in pain, it's okay. You could feel pain and possibility. That's what happened in my life. I was in so much pain, and at the same time, I felt free. So it's it's okay to feel the pain. It's okay to feel the loss. But also, if we're really in truth, we're also going to be able to feel that freedom and that possibility and and really maybe change our lives so it, it's deeper and more meaningful. Yeah, I like that. The the notion of the pause, the notion of the, the uh, su- uh, suspension of a story, suspension, the, the notion of... Uh, of change, so many of us are still very incongruent with what our heart and our soul wants. Our ego has constructed a um, a story or a, a, a very deep rooted story in that might be based in fear or uh, like your story is based uh, based on being addicted to certainty. One one parable comes to mind, the notion of Moses um, taking the people out of slavery in Egypt, and he's wandering around for 40 years. For 40 years, he's in the pause. For 40 years, he's in the maybe. I can I can just imagine the people following him around going, oh, my God, give this guy a map. Where the hell are we going? And yet... Um, I think there's a lot of power in suspending the the old story to to yeah. to give it time to re- be released out of the persona. If we're way if we're very incongruent with what would genuinely give us joy, genuinely give us satisfaction, it seems like consciousness doesn't go from one extreme to another in the snap of a finger. There's a a transformational process, and I think a lot of times the pause, it's like you're in between trapeze bars. The pause is actually the value, the the gift that of that affords that internal reconstruction, that internal um, recalibration, if you will, of the new possibilities. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful, and that that's really what's happening right now. And we just have to be willing not to know and we have to be willing just because i don't know doesn't mean i'm doomed just because i can't see what the future is doesn't mean it's not going to get better doesn't mean it's not going to work out and for me maybe was the practice that gave me enough hope to see even if you're still afraid the maybe practice will let you see okay i'm afraid i'm never going to have a i'm never going to have another job but with the maybe practice you'll see well that thought might not maybe that thought's not true Maybe something else is possible, and that's what this moment is about. Allow yourself to feel your heart and feel the hope and know that life has maybe, and maybe there's more to all of this. And again, you know, we're all having this collective experience, but what we do with it really comes down to our ability to deal with uncertainty. And like I said before, uncertainty really is our best friend because if you want your life to change, it has to happen in the unknown. So this is really... If we could be present and we could hold the maybe and we could see uncertainty differently, this is really a new beginning for so many of us. And, again, even if we're suffering, it's okay. You know, life has suffering in it. But just because you're suffering doesn't mean life's not going to get better and doesn't mean you can't have hope and also doesn't mean in the moment there might be a little moment to have pleasure. And life is also about the pleasures of each moment. So this is also a miracle. Like for me, both my girls are home. I never thought I'd have an opportunity to have them both home at the same time and for us 
to be together this way again. So there are blessings also in the midst of suffering so or, or upheaval. So I hope people also see that, that, that there's time to, for letting go and also opening and reconnecting to not only ourselves but the people that we love in our lives. Beautiful. I love that. Um, notice the good that's coming out of the seemingly bad. Notice the, what's right in front of you that you're not seeing that is really a gift, a, a true, genuine gift um, within the uncertainty. I like that a lot. You know, when um, when we get inspiration, like uh, we've both shared examples of writing books and whatnot, so you're sitting at home, you're, it's a stay-at-home situation. All of a sudden you're isolated, there's all this uncertainty, and perhaps your heart and your soul are, are throwing you ideas, possibilities of new directions, new, um, new possibilities of what might be in your life. A lot of times the ego doesn't want to take a, a step unless it can see the whole path, but... Right. I, I like the story you shared with your book where the publisher couldn't have recognized the value of your book until the book was written. You know, if have you ever gone to buy a new vehicle and you think, you know, boy, howdy, I, I want a blue truck. I'm thinking of getting a blue truck. And then you drive around in society and you start noticing blue trucks. I mean, they they pop out because your intention, your awareness has this new seed of possibility. And you start noticing blue trucks. Well, like writing a book, if you you, um, embody, if you step into with intention the, the notion of this new direction, this new paradigm that your heart and your soul is showing you, and then move forward, these opportunities that were invisible to you when you thought it impossible become visible. There's something that happens when you step forward in trust. Even though you don't see the whole path, you accept the wisdom of your heart and your soul and you take it on as an intention for your future. That That process is is what shifts your awareness and new possibilities become visible where they never would have before. What do you think? Yeah, no, you're 100% right. That That's really exactly how it works. And it, what's so funny, too, is we want to know so badly, but we don't realize that if we knew, we probably wouldn't even take the journey. Like if I think <laughs> about it, if someone would have told me, right, all the things I would have had to have done, to, to write the book, to get it published, to write another book, to be rejected, to start a podcast, to blah, 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 blah. It's like it, it, had someone told me all these things, I would have been like, I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> but it, yeah. it's really, it, it's, we don't know because we're not supposed to know. Because if we knew, we wouldn't take the journey. And we would miss all those gorgeous moments and all that deep meaning. Our, our need to know is the biggest limitation of our lives. And and if right now, if we could let go of that, that it, it's that's the game changer. That really is because if I did know how my life would have turned out, if any any of us knew the whole entire story, it it wouldn't be interesting. We would learn nothing. Why are we here? And we wouldn't really be able to create because what people don't realize is that creation happens in the unknown. Deep creation, the most gorgeous things. Like you said, when someone writes a piece of music, there's a point in time where you sit down and it's a blank piece of paper. And if we don't allow that blank piece of paper, we're never going to create anything new. And we're going to be running in circles and chasing our tails. So if we really could say, hey, this is the truth. If I don't know, that's when I'm going to find meaning in my life. If I don't know, that's where I'm going to create something new. If I don't know, that's where I'm going to be fulfilled it becomes less scary because we realize that's the ticket to happiness, that's the ticket to joy, that's the ticket to freedom. And for me, it was only through the practice of maybe because I was addicted to certainty. So I had no faith. So maybe it's like a cognitive faith. And if you allow yourself to hang out in the maybe, you're going to be willing to have that experience. And through and after this whole episode is over, your life is, is going to have more depth in it and more meaning and more adventure and more curiosity and and maybe you know you're going to you're going to create the next bestseller or maybe 
you're going to meet someone great or, I don't know, maybe you're going to start a new business or maybe you're going to find joy. Who knows what's going to happen? But you have to be willing not to know in order for your life to really change and to stay connected with your heart. Right. Well, I mean, how do you feel now that you have written a book, you have um, engaged this this new creation, this new process in your life? How do you feel now in these days that you did take the chance, you did step into the unknown? I mean, uh, reflect on your life and, and how it's changed how you experience it. When I'm in maybe, even I fall out of maybe, I, I can go three days and I could be really in the outside world, but when I'm in maybe, I feel connected to my heart and I feel so joyful. And, you know, just just because you write a book, you know, it's so funny. I remember right before my book came out, my agent called me and said, Allison, if you don't sell 25,000 copies, you're not going to sell your – no one's going to buy your second book. So no matter how much success you have in your life, you could – find any reason to be stressed and worried right so success is fleeting it's a moment right and then the world says well what are you going to do now and what's next so i you know i've had a successful book and yet my second book was rejected my third book is being sold right now is anyone going to buy it you know it there's always a story we could tell about why why life's not working out why we're not successful why this why that but what maybe is done for me over and over and over again it's allowed me to let go. It's allowed me to keep pursuing my create what I want to do in my life, to stay connected to my heart. You know, if you think about it, like why would anyone ever write a book unless you're willing, right, to stay present and be connected to your creativity? So maybe allows me to be free and hopeful and to pursue things I don't know if what I don't know what's gonna happen and it's okay. And those days are the days that my life has so much meaning. And that's why every day I wake up and I have hope. Because I know that uncertainty is going to allow me to achieve new things and meet new people and have new possibilities. So for me, maybe has been the most important thing in my life because it's allowed me to love uncertainty. Well, and and the notion of uh, you've written a book about maybe, and when you started writing that book, you didn't see this this tsunami that we've just immersed in in the past few weeks. And your book being the gift of maybe is, is spot on. I mean, the, the subtag, the subtitle, finding hope and possibility in uncertain times. I mean, if that is not what the intention of millions, if not billions, of humans on this planet is in this moment, and had you not followed the impulse to write the book, the gift of maybe, it's I. <laughs> I think our soul sees everything coming and sits there and, and and gives us opportunities to really walk in a in a graceful, exciting and fulfilling path. And if we if we trust that and engage that, we create things like the book you just wrote and how timely how timely that is in in what humanity's going through now. But I suggest I would suspect that you didn't see the tsunami coming. And yet, by following that impulse, you're you're really given a gift. You're right in step with the desires of so much of humanity, of finding hope and possibility in these uncertain times. There's there's a a, a deeper reason or purpose, perhaps, in in the inspiration we get and. And if we just hold it at arm's length, um, we're really denying ourselves our our true potential. It seems like. Yeah. No. The, so right. The book I wrote. The, the book came out in 2014. It's 2020. It's more popular today than it was when it came out. Right. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we just have to have trust and faith, right? And everybody's into the maybe. And so, you know, for me, you know. I was always addicted to certainty, you know, so I, it was really my inner dialogue. But now, you know, people are, the outside world is forcing people to have a similar experience that I had for most of my life. And I had no idea that this book would find its its way in such a profound moment. And And it only was because I was in maybe that I, you know, I kept going. 
um, kept talking about the maybe, you know, two people, three people, a hundred people, a thousand people, you know, day by day. And so, um, yeah, but I stayed with it. I stayed with it because I think I, I stayed present and I stayed within the possibility, but I had no idea, no idea that this book would be so popular today. You know, it was one of those things I was like, okay, you know, maybe they'll stop printing it after a while. And now, you know, it's probably going to go on, you know, they're probably going to have to print more. So it's a really interesting experience. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way when I went, when I've written some of my books, I've, I've just trusted my heart and I just, dump my heart out on the pages and and for me in the moment it's like well this is this is the most uh, important thing I can think of as far as putting ink on paper and when I take a step back the, at the time I wrote it it certainly wasn't um, a, a prominent thought or concern of the collective but just as you've experienced um, we trusted we we didn't question the the impulse of the moment, and we and we showed up. Well, time can be a fleeting thing, and um, in this now, I'd I'd like it if you'd share your platform, what kind of services you offer, how uh, clients can connect with you, get your book. Can you share with our audience those things? Sure. Um, I have this great podcast called 10 Minutes to Less Suffering. And on the podcast, I talk about maybe and uncertainty, but a lot of different topics, and especially the last five or six weeks, I've been talking about what's going on. So in less than 10 minutes, I think if people listen to that, they'll get some relief. And I always give exercises and tools. So I hope that helps people. And it's free, and it's on iTunes and Spotify. My book, The Gift of Maybe, it's available at all major bookstores and online retailers. So, you know, I guess right now people would be more likely to download it as an ebook. And my website is at alsenatcarmen.com. So, you know, I, I haven't written a lot of blogs lately, but a lot of blogs are on there from, from years ago and my podcast. And so you could find out a lot about me. And I just want people to know that, that this is not the last, if they lost their job or if they're not feeling well or they lost money in their retirement account that this is not their last shot of life, that there, there's more to come. And that maybe it, it sounds so simple, but it's so deep when you recognize that you're not doomed and that one fear might not be true. And so I hope people allow maybe to give them freedom and hope in this time because uncertainty really is our best friend. And if people are, are able to improve their relationship with uncertainty, they're going to experience such freedom and so many possibilities that I think they will find more joy in their life and be more creative and find more meaning and just open up to all that's possible. It it has provided such a deep freedom in my life and a joy, and I just wish everybody well and hope that they'll they'll think about this idea, and I, ho- I hope it helps them create more impos- more hope and possibility in these uncertain times. Wow, what beautiful words. I love it. Well, Allison, I want to thank you for not only making yourself available for this episode on such short notice, but bringing us such a timely topic um, for humanity. Um, The compassion you have for humanity is quite obvious. And so I, I just want to thank you for being our guest on the show today. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. We've been... We've been, ta- we've been talking with Allison Carmen, and the topic today has been the name of her book, The Gift of Maybe, Finding Hope and Possibility in Uncertain Times. Um, this conversation, I think, can help people trust the moment, trust the, the journey, trust the, the wisdom of their heart and their soul. And I, like I said in the beginning, I think this is a very uh, deep and profound transformation of both individual and collective paradigms and, and um, personal journeys, if you will. It's it's an exciting time to be alive for sure. Yeah, I'm your host, Les Jensen. Um, I created the New Human Living platform and the New Human Living radio show to bring you more resources into your life that you may understand and 
and fulfill more of your potential. It's always a satisfying thing when we show up for ourselves. And by listening to this episode, you've done just that. Um, Always a pleasure. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast. To bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.